0: Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out.
1: The star attraction, the one you came to see, ladies and gentlemen,
0: the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold.
1: So, all right, so you move, now you, did you move to New York after? No, I moved to Seattle. I love Seattle. I do too. Oh, that's right, you moved to Seattle, because it
0: was very far away from Maine, right? And I had a friend whose floor I could crash on.
1: And you end up sort of saving your sister and your brother, your brother, in a way.
0: Like, I mean, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I don't think they would argue with that. I um, yeah. While I was living there, I both of them had sort of life collapses because right. maybe it runs in the family. Right. I don't know. Um, uh, right about the same age I had been, and I um. Help them emigrate to Seattle. Right. I like them like get apartments and sort of get. So, but
1: gravity. you started out on someone's floor or couch mm-hmm. and yes. then ha- what did you end up doing?
0: Well, I, um, yeah, I, 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 it's funny because so it feels like so few people do, do this now or no, I arrived and I had $20. Right. But that thing, you know, people now like are like. Right, but I also have that credit card. That right, know, that right, I get. right. But I meant literally. 20 bucks. I had literally had $20. I remember. Right. And I had like some, um, my father had given me, because I drove, and I had this beaten up car. And in the back of the car was my father as a gift had taken me to Caswell's, uh-huh. which is this place that has like distressed food. Mm-hmm. And so he had bought, helped, I don't even think he paid. I think he helped me buy um, like secondhand ramen. So I had like oh, this yeah. like defective ramen that right. was probably past its expiration date, right. And twenty dollars.
1: Yeah, we grew. I grew up by the Berry Cookie Berry Cookies mm-hmm. factory, and we used to get boxes of broken cookies for like a dollar. Okay, like, yeah. And it was just, you know, <laughs> these chocolate chip cookies that are in and I was like. My mother would bring home these fucking huge box. Yeah. So I get I get the so you you, you have a f- broken down car and old ramen and mm-hmm. you're 20 bucks. Yes. What do you do?
0: I get a job. I start getting a series of like kind of crappy jobs and I I, 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 uh, I get a rented room. Right. In a shared house that is uh, a crack den. But, uh-huh. I mean, really, it's Seattle in the 90s. It's right. a heroin den. Right. Let's be clear. But um, I stay in this room and I um, I work my way up through all these different temp jobs and I start performing um, in theaters, like little garage theaters right. around Seattle. And um, eventually, I decide that I want health insurance and yes. the respect Adult. of other yes. people. And basically, also, I want to leave the theater. Right. Because – I'm performing Shit. exclusively in unheated garages. Right. You know, and for the – let me be clear. People are really into my work. Like I'm right. I'm, I'm very successful right. in the unheated garage universe. Right, right, right. And so I just perceive that I'm tired of all that. Right. And so I, um, I start working at Amazon.
1: Wow. I- That's – and Now, when you're doing theater, you're doing one-person shows or you're doing I both?
0: Both. I, I started doing um, traditional shows, although right. when I say traditional, they were all super fucked up shows happening in downtown garage right. in Seattle. So like, I did a very, like still talked about today, a very perverted version of Jean Genet's The Balcony. That like is already pretty perverted, right. but it was like really being acted out. Right. And um, I remember that I had to. Um, I remember I had to masturbate on stage. As like as like uh, so yeah, All right, there just was just a lot of like I've, really Louie? Mm-hmm? Louie? <laughs>
1: hey, Louie.
0: <laughs> What's up? Um, no, that'd be. I, yeah. mean, I mean, that would worked out. And you had he would have been much know, more excited about than good, I was. Yeah. I, 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 so I discovered to, really definitively wait, that that's not my thing. Wait,
1: you're master. And how many people are in the audience? Usually, nineteen. And Twenty. Are you like? Do you go
0: through till the end? Um, I'm not able to Right, come on I command. Yes. Yeah, um, especially uh in that situation. Yeah. So no. Did you have a hard on? Uh generally no.
1: Yeah. i can just I say
0: I'm, I'm like turned on by so many things.
1: But not that. But
0: not that. I'm <laughs> even turned on by I mean turned by I'm on turned on by public acts. I just right. like that public act under stage lights <laughs> with an audience is not doing for is me. So just in like an alley and people are passing by or like oh in a God. window. Uh, yeah, yeah, far yeah. Away. I don't want to be no, like, not. It was horrible. But I mean that was the intention. Right. The characters are all very grotesque. Like right. like aesthetically, I actually was like, this is a pretty young right. point. But then as an actor, I was right. like, I no. and then actually that yeah. specific show led me, like it was doing that show that made me be like, I need to do keep doing theater. Right. I need to do shows where I control all the variables. Right, right. I am not gonna make the this is right. too fucked up. Right. So that then I want it to be so that when it's terrible, I know exactly who to blame, right. and they're right in front of me, right. and they can be held accountable, right. and that's what led me to create the monologues. Wow! Like I made the form, right, so that I would be responsible for everything. So then, when it's it's terrible, like stand up, yes, kind of very much. It's so.
1: very, but you know, you're in a theater, so you're you're way ahead of the, you know, because they're listening already, and you're yes. not. There's no fucking blenders and drunk people. I mean, there's probably drunk people, but you know what I mean.
0: No, no, there, there's yeah. there's distractions, but fundamentally. They're not there right. to be entertained. Right. They're there to listen. Right. And I, I, I performed in – over the years, I've like crossed over and performed my work in stand-up venues and, oh, see, and really felt the textural difference. And yeah. I feel the big difference is the expectation set is so different. Oh, I know. Like they're actually there to listen versus like your job is, is to, to make Is to make them me, listen. Yes.
1: Uh, I say that all the time when people ask me the difference between one person show and stand-up. It's like – they're already listening. You have to keep their attention. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing stand-up, you have to get their attention. Yes. And, it's, and it's a fucking fight a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So um, you work at Amazon, not a coffee shop, which I would think you would um, work at.
0: I actually yeah. – yeah, Working at a coffee shop in Seattle because people are so serious about coffee, especially yeah. in the 90s, yeah. it would be hard to get yeah. a barista job in Seattle unless you were like really like, no, no. My goal is to be a barista. And I was never that driven. I had like a bunch. It was the 90s. So there was, you know, the the economy was was pretty good. Yeah. And so I just got like a bunch of weird perma temp jobs. Right. But then I traded them all away. To work at Amazon.
1: Are you still friends with the guy who let you sleep on his couch?
0: Yes, I am. Oh, good. He was best man at my wedding. Yeah. And then I recently reconnected with him a ton. I was out in Seattle doing right. a giant show, and we right. hang out all the time. Uh, you, you know, know I did close. my
1: first one-person show, 25 well, – it was originally called God Doesn't Pay Rent Here, but then we changed it to 25 Questions for a Jewish Mother because the fucking producers in New York are like, hey, it's ain't Jewish, and then they'll all come to – the anyway. I did it at the Empty Space Theater in oh, yeah. Seattle.
0: I performed at the Yeah, space. I like yes. that theater. It's a good theater. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you work
0: at Amazon. Yes. As a... I started in customer service. Oh, God. And I worked my way up to business development.
1: Do you want to kill yourself in customer service? Yes. Okay. And then you go up to... To what business was- development, okay, which means it's
0: pretty much the opposite of customer service, and that customer service is an actual job, like labor kind of like you right. pressing the things like you're do- you're right. taking calls and you're doing something right, but you're dispensing bullshit right, uh and then business development um there is no labor, it's all bullshit right uh-
1: so would j- now, when you speak to a customer service person, yeah, like are you like I know you're You know, because I say that to them all the time. I go, listen, I I know that you have your fucking script, but Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, you don't have to follow, you can actually go, you know what I mean? I, I get, is that?
0: Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Yeah, we're very similar. No, I'm very familiar yeah. with the whole trope, yeah. with the way that they talk and the and so. It depends oh, I can on understand
1: why. You, I can understand why you. Oh, that must be so frustrating, Michael. Yeah. Um, so we, I
0: had a whole section yeah. of my of 21 dog years yeah. where I basically broke down. the, like, I understand, right? And I empathize, and right. all I did is I just like took it apart, all the steps, right? Of, like because people listening to the show, you know, all call customer service, so they're right. interested in like. What is it like?
1: And this is pre-dial, you know, press one. This is pre, you know. This is
0: like um, 1998. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's starting. Yeah, Maybe so, it's. So, yeah. Start- so, I feel like uh, I spent a lot of time, there were a lot of customers, you know, it's for Amazon. Right. So, a lot of people uh, still are really blurry on the lines between, like, their computer. Right. The website and their devices. Right, right, so right. So, they'd often be like. Like, the problem would be that they weren't hooked up to the Internet. Right. They, and you'd have to explain to them that they weren't going to any web page. Right. And that's why they can't. Like, you'd have to do tech, basically right. tech maintenance. On on the whole thing, right? Because the problem was they didn't know how to get to the website. People
1: are so fucking stupid. Yes, yes, people they are. are fucking. Su- all right, so you're working there, and you're not creatively happy doing this business bullshit. No, no,
0: and not you're at thinking all. about the theater, correct? And you're- I'm actually doing a bunch of theater. Right, in that I'm doing. Um, the whole time I work at Amazon, I'm doing sketch comedy. Right, I had this sketch comedy group. Right, doing. Um, this very intense theatrical kind of sketch comedy that was right. really fast. So we do like – we do like um in an hour-long show, and by an hour I mean it would be like 45 minutes, we do like 22 sketches. Wow. Yeah. It was really good training right. actually for I a couple bet. of years to yeah. just do lots and, – and we yeah. did a lot of shows. We would just like churn them out. Right. And in those shows, uh, they would give me sections. They would just call like – yeah, Like Mike does a monologue and they would just give me space that I wouldn't script it. And I would just like that's do awesome in spots. And that was a, I feel like a lot of the I started Training. doing the monologues before yeah. that. But I feel like that's where it sort of like refined. them.
1: You know, that's interesting, because as a comic, I when I started, I used to MC all the time mm-hmm. and which is the thankless job no one wants to do. But I was like, I'm getting a more stage time. Right. And I get to go isolate these little bits and make them strong in between the acts instead of just flo- – yeah. So yeah. It's, it sounds kind of similar. All right. So you're working at Amazon. You're doing th- – when is everyone at Amazon like, oh, my God, Mike has a show this weekend. Are you guys going to Mike's show this – was it like that?
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah. Actually, yeah. a lot of them would come. Yeah. Uh, that- you know, relative to, you know, like the entire company. Yeah. But, yeah, in my, in my department. Are you stuff, guys going to
1: Mike's show? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I was the only person doing right. anything right. because our hours were so horrible right? that, like, I remember we had to push our rehearsals later and even the performance. Like, I remember when it got really intense, I would work all day, right? go to the theater to do the show at 11 o'clock at right. night right? and then finish the show and then be like, I have to – I can't go out tonight. Right. I've got to go home and pass out because I have to get up tomorrow on a Saturday right. and go in at, like, 7 a.m to go back to work I know this because hard, the work ethic yeah. at Amazon is completely unhinged
1: I worked um, you know I worked too when I started because I didn't want to I wasn't taking money from my parents and I, I needed health insurance and I would yeah. work all day That I'd go out at night get home at 3 in the fucking morning you know it was now the kids they don't do that anymore <laughs> the kids do not do so your first monologue your first successful
0: big show would be uh, twenty one dog years. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you get press. You get. I mean, do it, you feel like? I
0: mean, it's completely. Just to be clear, how crazy it was. I was doing it in another unheated garage in Seattle. Right. And while it was in the unheated garage in Seattle, it got like profiles in Entertainment Weekly. Right. Like it, it got completely right. unreasonable amounts of right.
1: press. And are you thinking it's divine intervention? Are you thinking, oh my God, my life, this is it. This is it! I, I hit the big time. I'm you know. I
0: guess I was thinking that only when I was talking to people, right? Who uh, are friends or who 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 always wanted to talk about the subject of like, right. doesn't this feel amazing? Right. Most of the time, I spent that entire year screaming. Mm-hmm. Like if you looked into my head, it would right. just have been me screaming. Right. Because basically, I started doing the show, and the moment I sent out press releases about well, the show started to take. Off, I was started doing the show, in um, like January of two thousand one. Right. And. Basically, it's the show is fundamentally about working Amazon. It's about it's also about the rise and fall of the dot com
1: right, boom. Right. Right.
0: When I start doing the show, the dot com boom hasn't actually collapsed yet. Wow. And I just made a decision that I thought it was going to. Right. And so the show becomes really prescient. Right. So then, as the as that winter goes on and the dot com bubble implodes, right. That's why everyone does stories because they're like. The dot com bubbles imploding, right. and we've talked about that all week on right. whatever dumb show right. this is. But now there's a guy in a garage in Seattle who used to work at Amazon. Right, like you can see how it writes itself. And I just hustled so fucking hard. All I did was like media, press, right. managing possibility. Like just I just fucking worked. But every single hour that existed right. from that January right <laughs> until September 11th.
1: Oh, uh, that was the worst. That was, I mean, that was the end of life as we know it. But
0: yeah.
1: were you were you happy at this
0: time? Like, or were you? Was I happy working on the show like that?
1: Yeah, like just when you were on stage doing the show. Oh, when I'm on stage, yeah, doing the show, you were yes, like very, satisfied,
0: and, ha- yes. and it was
1: the rest of the. I was yeah, so, yes, yeah.
0: I felt. I, I've always had like I always have. Um, I tend to feel really good about performing. Yeah, same. Like I feel like the job the job has two components. Yes.
1: And the yes, component people do not of like hustling yes.
0: when you're not on stage Right. Um, is hell. It's, it's hell. hell. And it was hell that 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 thing I went through in two thousand one that was yeah. basically almost an entire year. Right. That thing where you actually – something is hot. Right. It, it creates this fear in you that's right. going to run out. Right. And that fear right. is actually super valid. When is it going to end? And yeah. And so you, you like just lay in plans. You're like, best case scenario, right. middle case, even worst case. Right. You're like, you're like it all dies, but I want to have something. Right. So you, I just was hustling like 10 different plans. Yeah. And the only reason it's all out of fear. Yes. It's just fear based. But the only reason the show, like I live here now and then have a career, is because I worked that hard. Right. Because if I had not hustled that hard, I would not have had signed contracts. Right. Before September 11th. Right. You're and lucky. There's no universe where those all would have evaporated. Right. Like that clearly would have destroyed everything that had been done. Yeah.
1: It was horrible. Yes. It, yeah. I, I was on a show on Fox News. Like a fluff show, and they just canceled it. They were like, no more. It was bad. Fuck you, Um, Osama. Uh, So were the people on Amazon pissed at you? Yes, some. Yeah.
0: yeah. Some. I mean, it's a particularly humorless place. And especially over the years, kind of like one of those acid lakes that becomes more and more acidic because evaporation gets rid of the water molecules. Um, More normal people burn out and leave. So the people who stay are, like, basting in a – I mean, I don't know if you've read the articles, like, new business. Yeah, Day yeah. One, like, literally the most number of people who cry at their desks at work.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: I wrote a whole book. I, I right. adapted my show into a book. And, the like, really, the, 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 the attitude of the place is the same in my book from 2002 as it is now. Right. I know I just was in Seattle. I talked to tons of people who – are either working there now right. or associated around there. It's just super clear that the culture is exactly right.
1: The same. So it was more like, are you guys going to see Mike this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids. And Dot com slash Judy Gold50. J U D Y G O L D 50, 50 five zero. Okay. Judy Gold50. And use code J U D Y G O L D 50. judygold Gold50 to get 50% off. That's code judygold Gold50 at Factormeals.com dot com slash Judy Gold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome a people's started. history yes yeah 32 hours yes like really
0: <laughs> yeah really
1: <laughs> like how the fuck did you do that
0: um well first i divided into 18 shows right so 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 that all 32 hours don't happen all at once right but um you know i was it's a i was adapting um
1: that Howard book yeah, yeah people's yeah.
0: history of the united states and yeah. so basically i had two texts and one was that book Right, And the other was I went on eBay and I found my actual U.S. history textbook. That
1: oh, yeah. I read US that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From.
0: And so the show is basically those two texts. Right. As I try to teach history. Right. And perform it. But, yeah, fundamentally,
1: that's wow. what I'm doing. Um, there's one show you did uh, where you didn't prepare at all.
0: There are many shows yes. I've done where I didn't prepare at all. The first time
1: that you did that. Mm-hmm. Because I am one who like, I have to, I write, I like, I sit there and I like to wing it. Like I do like winging it. Like once I'm on stage, I mean, I, when I go on to do up like I know I have my outline, but I like to just go off. Yeah. um Like how fucking, were you scared? You're like, I'm, you know, you, you see these people wait, you know, in the audience, you they're waiting for your brilliance and you haven't prepared anything. Like what the fuck is going on in your head?
0: Well, you know, fundamentally um, fundamentally, they're all built that way right. in the sense that I don't script. But um, I feel like um, what's evolved over time is if it's something that uh, requires research, you know, like if it's a very research-heavy kind of piece, then I tend to do a bunch of research. But I I really um, – I don't want – it's like I don't only want there to be no script. I don't want there to be any – um, I don't want to write it. So right. I also don't want to like – Because it's so stifling. Notes. I don't want to make yeah. notes about what I would be doing. Like right. I want to actually just make it in the air. The series where I did that the most or I started doing the most right. was uh, PS122. Right. In like uh, 2004 or so. I did this series, All Stories Are Fiction, and that series – I would in the I would give them titles, but the titles right. were evocative right. without like being about anything in particular. Right. And then um, while the audience was coming in, I would make an outline backstage. Right. That's start, what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't start ha- yeah making the outline until they were coming in. Right. And then and
1: did uh, you have anxiety all day?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: That's what people yeah. like. You know, this is what I get all. Oh, it must be nice. You work for an hour a night. You know, I am all day work. I mean, we work 24 fucking hours a day. Yeah.
0: I always feel like a good way of talking about that is um, to use the, because people aren't right. going to start respecting anything we do anytime soon, Right, uh, is to use the, the metaphor of jazz. You know, like, right. like famously, I forget which one said it, but I should Google it so I can say it with some authority. But there was some jazz person, I forget who, who was like, you're asking when I made up the song. Right. And so the answer is either right this moment or the last 27 right, years that exactly. I spent refining my work to right. bring me to the moment that I could make this song for right. you right here now.
1: Right. Exactly. And
0: so it's kind of like, um, yeah, there's an interesting, like, very puritanical kind of quality where people really want to know, how long did you spend making this? Right. Um, which is funny because, like, you know, like... We don't do that with everything. Like, right. we wouldn't like a cake more if it right. took two years to make. Right. In fact, we'd be kind of creeped out right. about why it took you two years to make this cake.
1: And, yeah, is it fresh? Is it fresh? We yes. really want
0: to know if it was fresh right. because it's two years. Right. Yeah.
1: So the Steve Jobs thing. Is it Steve Jobs or Jobs? Jobs. It is Jobs. So what the fuck happened? You did the show, and mm-hmm. then people were saying... It wasn't accurate or?
0: No, it was more accurate to say is that I did this show and then um, someone with a radio show begged me to put the show on his show. Right. And then they did the show on his show. Right. By recording it with an audience. So that it would be the theater that it was. Right. And then they called it theater beforehand.
1: Right. It's ridiculous. People are. I fucking hate people. No, I really generally and I love people like there's this part of me where I like want to be positive and see the good in everyone, you know, and then there's a part of me where everyone's a fucking asshole and it's hard to, you know, navigate through life. It is Donald Trump. Yes. I am like I. I don't even know. There's no words to describe. What he has fucking done to me, me, you know, stand up freedom of expression. And, you know, here you are, you're, you do your, your shows and you say what you say and you get shit for it or, and you get accolades, same, you know, this guy can say whatever the fuck he wants and we're supposed to be held to a higher standard than him. So, like, for example, I got two gigs canceled mm-hmm. because of my material, because everyone's overly sensitive. This whole idea of, you know, just everyone getting fucking triggered by a word and not listening to the idea, and it's fucking everything up.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's... um I mean, fundamentally, it's going to have like a really corrosive effect on the ability to talk about anything right. because he's um, a completely textbook narcissist. Right. So it's going to make it very difficult. The problem with civility is that the idea of civility, right. which is a great idea, right. is that there's some middle ground. Right. But that works best when people are in opposition right. on the right and the left and pulling really hard. And I think one of the things that – Uh, started in the nineties and kind of continued all the way up till our present moment and is only changing right now is that the left fundamentally moved to the center. Right. And, um, I think because it thought it would get more cultural power. Right. Being like, no, we're the parents in the room. Right. But I think that created slack with the right, and it caused the right to radicalize. Right. There are other factors, but the right fundamentally Well, you don't
1: becomes, think it has to do with, like, we had a black president and they can't fucking handle it? No,
0: I think it started before that. Right. I think, though, that the, having a black president absolutely galvanized right. those things.
1: Do you think—who do you think was the most divisive? Like, um, I feel like— I remember George W. and Mm -hmm. wanting to vomit every time he was on TV and, like, couldn't fucking believe he was president. And I remember it however I remember it. But I feel like this is a thousand times worse, you know. But I still was livid during those eight years of George W. Bush. Yeah. Because I felt like he stole the election also. Yeah. but it's like, uh, what the fuck is going to go on? Like, what's going to happen? Are we going to recover? Are we going to recover from this shit?
0: No. Okay, that's
1: it, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, we're not going to recover.
1: Like, you think that our country is?
0: I think that the idea of recovery is fundamentally based on the idea that if we were able to get back to where we were right. before X or Y... And a lot of times we're thinking, like, if we could just get back to where we were. Well,
1: make America, yeah. Make America yeah.
0: great again. If we could just get back to where we were before Donald Trump was here, then things would be okay. I don't believe that's true.
1: Well, I, I feel like he's corroded the entire – like, the there's no respect. There's no tradition. There's nothing. like
0: Yeah, he's, he's corroded a lot of things. But yeah. the problem is the reason he was able to get into the position he's in right. is because things were actually already rotten. Right. Right. Like the rot, the 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 rot is uh, a lot deeper and more systemic. Like it's interesting you phrase it as like divisive, right? You know, just having done this giant show about all these parts of American history, right? I honestly feel like the uh, we often point to the really divisive periods, right, and presidents as being the most dangerous. But if I was going to talk about what the most dangerous period in the last, I really would look at the eighties and nineties, right? Because in both those decades, whoever was president both, um, both Reagan. Reagan and then again with Clinton, yeah, Congress worked with the president. Right. Like when they work together is when the, the largest things happen. Right. Like the reason we have an oligarchy today is because of the decisions in the 80s by Democrats right. working with Republicans to lower the tax rates. Right. Which were around 90 percent on people with that much money. Right. Down to 28 percent. Right. We're, no, I, I don't think we're going to get back to some. Place.
1: But what about the like? I feel like people are behaving like fucking assholes because of him.
0: Yes, I think he that's has, very true.
1: He has made it okay, you know, to behave like a fucking dumb idiot, racist, homophobic. He's just awful. I now get on stage and it's not even about politics, it's that he's a fucking asshole.
0: Yes. I think that's definitely right. true. I think okay. that he has like um, changed the discourse that right. way. and I think that's definitely a thing that he that his presence has done.
1: And also, like my people, most people would be fired by now.
0: Yes, yes, most people would.
1: Be. Yes, Amazon coming to Queens. Thoughts?
0: That's it's terrible. And also, here's like a little behind the scenes thing yeah. that I heard from tons of people, multiple different. Corroborating sources in Seattle, with friends uh, in different positions, with Amazon and outside of Amazon, right. but working with Amazon, confirmed basically that you know the reason they need to expand their headquarters. They always say like synergies right. and efficiencies, right. The core reason they have to is because the labor pool in Seattle is spent for them. They need more really. people, and they don't can't get them, and. Looking at the demographics, that wouldn't look like it was true because right. of just where well, you run the numbers on how many programmers right. there are. Because remember, when we say labor pool, we mean programmers, right? right? Like they need these specific We're
1: people. not talking about people who put the shit in boxes. Right. right. They right. need the
0: people who are programmers. Right. The reason the labor pool spent for them in Seattle is those people are not applying because they have other really well-paying jobs right. at Microsoft, right. Google, Facebook is there now. They don't need to work at Amazon Even further, they know that they shouldn't work at Amazon. Everyone there fucking cries at their fucking desks. Right. They don't want the jobs. Like they have to build another headquarters specifically to trick another workforce into coming to work for them. Right. So they can cry at their desks. So, I mean, I just feel like that's something people don't understand fully is that if they had not been a shitty – at managing their labor right. force, they wouldn't actually need another headquarters in the same way right, right. now. They need it specifically because so they can't get people to work there because people are like, are I they gonna great money. are they
1: gonna fire people in Seattle? I mean, I'm are sure they, they will. Yeah. I'm
0: sure that once they have another place established, they'll leverage the new place right. against the old place. Uh, they have no loyalty whatsoever to Seattle or its people. They've okay. always been super clear. about What that.
1: about Facecock? Like, I can't, I can't with Facecock anymore. I like, I'm so mad. On so many levels, like I'm just mad at people and their stupid posts, but like they fu- they're fuck like he's a fucking idiot. Like yes. he's a n- not nice, and yes. they knew about all this Russian bo- and mm-hmm. and anti-Semitic. Like I don't, I can't believe it,
0: and I'm, they're still going. I know, I know. I think they're terrible people. I think um, – I'm not sure who's worse. I'm not sure if if, if Zuckerberg's worse. Right. Who's more oblivious or if, if Sheryl Sandberg is worse. Right. For, like, having this pose of, like, helping women right. find yeah. themselves yeah. through a system that, like, is so tilted towards rich white women. Right, right. And absolutely has nothing to do with anyone else's even remote form of feminism. But yeah. then also does this shit. Right. No, it's garbage. It's horrible. It's really terrible.
1: Um, is there any company you think is great –
0: Hmm. What an interesting question.
1: No. Wow. There's not one corporate – like, no.
0: Not really. I mean, I have corporations I feel fondly toward despite the fact that I know I shouldn't. Right. Um, No. I don't – Wow. They're not my friends. They have no human emotions. Right. They're they're terrible. Yeah. There are small businesses, but I don't think of them as companies, you know. And even then, I don't know if there's that many small businesses that I'm that like, um, that into, you know, like like in in that way. Um, Yeah, I don't have a good relationship with any large corporation because they fundamentally don't have a good relationship with me. Right? Like, do you me as like biomass?
1: Right? Do you ever order anything from Amazon?
0: Uh huh. I do. (laughs) I do. I love it. I do. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I feel, and I feel um, a bunch of different things, including that I used to work there. Right. So I feel this like um, former co worker sort of pride. Right, right, right. Uh, but now increasingly mixed with like a revulsion. Right. Especially now that they've invaded a new city that I live right. in. Right. I've watched them destroy Seattle. I want to be clear if you haven't right. been to Seattle lately, they transformed, it's more like 10 or 12 square blocks. Uh, near downtown, right in the middle of the city, right. they literally knocked down every building and built Ugh. all new buildings. I and hate the, that so and much. One of the most yeah. things that – the one of the things that's most disturbing about that is how – bad the architecture is right like it, that i feel like it really cuts the heart of like the tech industry right that it's like even if you give them a license you're like here you have all the money you imp- implement your amazing vision what right. is your amazing vision you know what their amazing vision is it's blocks and blocks that look the same like a glass right mall, right right where occasionally there's a jimmy John sandwich shop right <laughs> I'm not even joking. I know. It's sad. They're not even exciting. There's nothing exciting. I mean, those. There aren't like amazing sky bridges made out of amazing carbon tubes or some kind of crazy futuristic shit. It looks like a fucking mall with a fucking jimmy johns because at the end of the day these boring ass programmer people who cry at their desks would like to go eat a jimmy johns sandwich so it's like it's really bad urban design like on top of on top of destroying the history and all this shit it also is shitty like you don't even get like a magical fairyland of future Right, right right it's boring what do you think of apple i have very complicated feelings about apple because I did an entire show because right, I was passionately in right. love with their products. Right. um I still feel very passionately about their products. um the same time, like doing that show yeah. uh, caused me to understand fully like how much human labor is involved right. in the making of these devices and how fucked up that labor right. is and um, and then I had to go through the entire. Gauntlet of people's reactions um, in the in public to the show, right? Uh, including that even though everyone acknowledges that every single thing I talk about actually does happen, right, 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 in their production lines, right. Um, the, the how much people don't want to see any of it causes right. them to be like, well, Mike Daisy lied to me, right? Because he himself did not personally like feel the broken hands of a worker, right? So therefore, none of these things happen and everything is fine. It, and, it's, and it's it's, it's called theater, fe- by it's the way. Very fe- ladies and
1: gentlemen. It's called theater.
0: Yes, that's that is what I thought right. my form was. But yeah, I've been it's called schooled theater. by others.
1: Okay. But, but the um, but the president can lie like yes. thousands. Yeah, that's fine.
0: I mean, that's that's part of fine. The,
1: Blatant lies. What, what yeah.
0: becomes really clear, like yeah. how power is constructed. Right, they're so unequipped to actually confront, uh, powerful people right. lying, and that's because it's built around access journalism. Right. So they want to keep having access right. to these people.
1: You know, I love my liquid IV that I drink Liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone. Three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben My son, Ben, who plays basketball, his team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any. Of my watermelon, they have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great, and if you need a little caffeine, the the uh, lemon ginger is beyond beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had you know a couple of drinky poots. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still, you need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends or for going wild, have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com you're welcome what do you think's gonna happen to trump a lot of people i know think he's gonna resign i I can't imagine how can he fulfill the next i just he's so fucking stupid
0: i'm amazed do you really know people who think he's gonna resign yes that fascinates me yeah there is nothing in this man's psychological profile That indicates he would ever resign. Ever resign, right. I I find that very hard to believe. This man will not resign.
1: Even if when when Don Jr. and his greasy fucking hair.
0: I feel like it could get just as bad as it was for Nixon. Right. And he was at the place Nixon was at. Right. He would not make Nixon's choice because Nixon was the devil. Right. But he was like... A politician, right? Donald Trump is not, not a, politician. a politician, he's a narcissist. So, will, he will not resign?
1: Will he get kicked out? Will he get indicted? Will um, I, I just want to see him in handcuffs and I want to see him uh after his massive stroke and he talks like the guy that he made fun of?
0: I feel like yeah. the stroke is a much more likely uh really? scenario, in my opinion. Today, um, I'm very open to the idea that it's an evolving situation, right? I'm very open to that. But if I was betting today, right. I would bet that he is going to serve out this term. Oh and God. I would further bet that he will be reelected. No. Unless someone's going to actually challenge him. That's what I think.
1: Even though he is a felon Even though
0: everything you said is true, I I, I, I think he's going to be reelected.
1: Okay, this is I'm gonna throw up. I'm sorry.
0: I mean, I don't want that to be. I true, know, I know, but I you're you're but you're true. some you're one of
1: a few people who've said that to me, and yeah, it's I mean, like we'll get used to it, and it's going to be f- no.
0: I mean, I hope I'm wrong this time. Right. I was the guy who did an entire show about this guy before right. he was elected, right? Literally performing it over and over again for audiences right. of good liberals, right. Who were so sure that he was not going to be elected right. that they actually saw my show as kind of like more comedy, right. than a tragedy, which is actually what it was. Um, I um I I think he is going to get reelected. Oh, my life. Now, be clear: the whole topography of a presidential run depends on who actually runs. Right. So I'm hoping in the next six or nine months it'll start becoming clear. Right. Who's, who's going to actually challenge him? And
1: he's going to sit there with his bully tactics. Oh yeah, you know. yeah.
0: But I but I you know I think it's it's very powerful to be the incumbent, right. and I know that he's crippled in all these different ways by his incredible unpopularity. Right. And he's dumb. And he is dumb.
1: Yeah. I always ask my guests two questions. One is since we are very pro mental health, mm-hmm. um, have you ever been on any antidepressants? Yes. Yes. yes oh, good. I, Yay. Ding, 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 ding. I didn't mean to just- <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, it's, a, you know. I have so many comics on who have never been on it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Uh, But we are very pro, so we just – a lot of listeners are like, thank you so much because I take meds, you know. Okay. And then this is my – what pisses you off more than – any like it could be anything, but makes you fucking crazy angry?
0: Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good question.
1: Yeah. That's like I love to know what the fucking makes people crazy.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. I don't know what makes.
1: I have like I get, uh, you know, I have road rage, but I yeah. do get incompetence. you know, but like also people looking at their phones while they're walking up the stairs to get out of the subway. Mm-hmm. You know, like just this. People with no fucking, just clue that you're you're invading other people's space. Yeah. you know what I mean. And you know, you your actions are. Yeah,
0: That's a good one.
1: And I hate people who do not question authority. That's the other thing I can't stand. Oh, that's
0: a, that's, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I feel like um, I think I have a problem with um,
1: – Anger?
0: No, no. I oh. know what makes me angry. So – yeah. I'm actually thinking of doing a whole show about it. I really, really get upset by bad faith. Oh. I feel like bad faith is like the thing I'm most upset oh, about. Oh, yeah. Like watching people, watching Republicans preen about things when you know they don't actually mean it. Right. Watching people argue, argue, and I put argue in quotes right here, argue um, about climate change when they know they have no science on their side. Right. When they know that they just want it not to be true. Right. They won't honestly say, no, we just don't like the idea that it's true, and so we're just denying it right? Um, blatantly, and we have no logical reason right. to deny it. And we're just doing that because we're fiddling while Rome burns. Like, bad faith, the thing where people... We have to pretend we're having a real argument right, right, right. even though we're not right. and you're just fucking lying right. inside the argument. And you know you're lying. And you know you're lying and I know you're lying and no one will let us, like, stop the argument right. and call you out or just be like, this interview is over, this right. debate. Do I you, hate that.
1: Do, uh, do you feel disdain also for the people who are being manipulated by – like, like I look at these fucking idiots at these rallies. Mm-hmm. Sorry these fucking nazi rallies where he's lying and you know and they're all like that's right you know but it's like i don't i hate him for you know inciting this kind of behavior but i hate them for being so fucking stupid and you know not doing their job of like knowing the fucking real truth you know what i mean and he wouldn't even let half those people into mar-a-lago
0: that's very true yeah that's absolutely true for me, I think probably because of where I came from, I, I don't have that as much.
1: You don't have disdain for that. Yeah, of no, course. I don't. Yeah.
0: I'm not able to. I think that I just grew up around right. a lot of people without a lot of money. And so I'm just like really used to the idea that, um,
1: that they're looking at him as their savior and he's yeah, going to make also, them rich. Yeah, also, I
0: always think it's important to keep, like, the number. You know, the country has 340 million people. Right. So these rallies seem so large. But right. they're not that big. Right. They're not that many people are actually so excited about Donald Trump. Right. And also, it's like that acid lake thing. These are the most con- – these are people who are so into Donald Trump right. that they would get in their pickup right. and then drive to the Donald Trump rally. Right. You know, like, which is – su- actually, if you think about it, it's super dorky fucking right. weird – Fucking thing to do. yeah, yeah. And, like, the numbers are impressive, but they're not – you know, these rallies are often, like, 15,000 people out of, like, 340 million. Right, right. So, I mean, I expect those people to be pretty, like, fucking bonkers. Right. Because, like, they've gone through a bonkers sieve. Right. To sieve out, like, the most bonkers people who would come together to do this fucking thing. Um, What bothers me more, and although I understand it from having grown up in in northern Maine, is – Oh, I know it bothers me. It's um, it's not the apathy, which I make an argument in right. this recent show is the dominant political party is actually right. apathy. But that good liberals who I'm often talking to because it's the theater. Right. Don't understand that the apathy party has a compelling argument. Right. That – people started being more and more apathetic after Watergate. Right. And then they learn more and more about how their government actually works and makes them more and more apathetic. Right. And that's because they honestly look at how fucked up the world is and they see that nothing changes. Right. And then they think legitimately – why, why, do why? Me, why do you want me to vote so fucking right, badly right. when nothing ever changes right. in the rural place I live in? Right. Nothing ever gets better. And yet you, you tell me that I'm a jerk for not voting. Right. You can't prove to me. You don't make me an argument what will change because right. even you don't believe it's going to change right. for me. You you just want to let me know that I'm a shithead for not having right. voted. So I feel very defensive sort of on, on the apathy party's behalf that like uh, – I really feel like if people on the left want people to vote in larger numbers and for this apathy group to become um, uh, 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 energized and go to the polls, you have to actually, like, reach out to them. And reaching out is not the same as, like, actively trying to shame people into voting. And so I I can't believe how often – I feel like the left gets that thing where everyone's like – we're scolds. Right. I think we get it a lot because of this kind of behavior. Right. Like you can't scold people into voting. Like it's not a fucking thing. Right. We could just like make them feel bad enough, and they will go vote. Right. And if they did, they do it and like be, once. Right. and then resent you and not come back again. Right. And, and it's then like,
1: oh, that's I, true. I, their I, lives, their lives do not change. No, we don't. Do, change. You know, I mean, it's I mean, not like I voted. and Now I'm. I feel. You know, whatever.
0: Right. I mean, you like you can even see it in in recent presidents. Like look at Obama. Like. Uh, Obama I was – uh, uh, well, everyone misses yeah. him because the person is right. crazy. Obama ran on a platform. It was very clear. He did this interesting thing where his persona and his speaking skill made people put all sorts of expectations right. on him. But what he actually talked about was – I'm a centrist. Right. I'll be making very center, little to right. the left, but centrist decisions. Right. I won't be changing that much. Right. But I'll be doing this and this. And so, yeah, people sort of invested in him. But I also won't be embarrassing you know, this he, country. He's very yeah. much didn't embarrass anyone. Right. But fundamentally, it's not like he moved the needle and people in rural right. areas are like things are appreciably right. different. Right. And so, you know, like, like if you're going to galvanize people, you probably would have to make a platform mm-hmm. that was like – like the one I talked about in the show recently is how if you poll not just likely voters but everyone, if right. you actually poll everyone, and you ask them the question, would you be willing to shrink military spending by half from about 40% of our budget to 20% if in exchange we got universal health care? Yeah. And the approval rate on that is somewhere around 80%. Wow. It's been 80% for decades. Right. It actually started around 65% right. in like the 80s and has risen and risen. It's right. now close to 80%. It's only that high when you poll everyone. Right. As in, you, you, you'll you see a lot of polling will actually say likely voters. Right, right, right. Likely like- voters means you're only polling the 50% right. of people who vote. If you poll everyone, most people are like, I would like the military to be smaller if right. I could have actual health care. Right. No one on the Democratic side or the Republican side currently has any intention of doing that, of not only of doing right. it, of even promising it right. or bringing it up. It's way too crazy. Even though we don't need that as much military right. as we have, we literally have a military that's capable of holding two simultaneous full scale wars at the same time. Like that's its goal. It's right. supposed to be so large. They can fight two Such completely a small fucking wars
1: bullshit. all the time. Yeah.
0: And so if we just went down to one war at all times, right. we could have healthcare, Right away right. for everyone. Right. We don't want that. Right. And by we, I mean the people in charge. Right. Actual people do. Do. So if you but wanted, they don't give a shit about it. But if you wanted yeah. to get people to vote who mm-hmm. don't vote and you right. made them a platform thing like that, you can imagine getting some percentage of those non-voting people to, to be like, to this To get their asses out. Yeah. And then they might vote. No one wants to make right. proposals like that. And this is one of the reasons things stay. Right. And then people, the left kind of expects that people will get excited because they're like, We'll make reasonable strides right, that right, are right. It's like that. No one gets excited right. about that. Right. You need to like actually say, "I'm changing something." Wow, this country's fucked up. The country is fucked up.
1: You're not. Oh, thank you. Um. So, where can people find you, Mike?
0: Oh, um, you know, on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram. <sighs> and all are all you
1: at things. Mike Daisy? I am. Yeah. Okay. And where next show? When? When? Where? book
0: I, i'm working on this book right now i right. gotta finish this book up and get it and get it all the way in um, um it's actually related to some of the things we've just been talking about. oh
1: i love it um uh, you're amazing oh thank, thank you. you for thank i could talk to, i mean i could go on for three more hours but you know unfortunately we can't but you're fucking great Oh, well, thank you i'm really you're glad welcome. you had me on no i'm so happy thank you laura for oh get my fucking album you assholes My album, Kill Me Now, it's out. I can't believe I didn't fucking tell you guys. My album's out. Get it. Download it. Just listen to it and buy it for gifts for your family. Because it's, you know, it's fun family time of me cursing and screaming. Um, Happy New Year. And uh, thank you to Mike Daisy. I think this episode or these two episodes, uh, the least amount of jubel I think we've ever had.
0: I know I'm. I'm. Hanukkah. Very
1: good. Dreidel. Yay. (laughs) Diarrhea. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for listening, and as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.